0: The key to healing, it's all about making connections. And when we're able to connect the elements of our story, we're able to connect more fully with ourselves and in essence, more fully with others. The human experience is a collection of stories we've lived to tell for better or worse. Stories help us make meaning of life by connecting the moments of life. My name is Joel Gonzalez, your storytelling host and creator of We Are Story. I believe that one of the best ways to move the human narrative forward is by stepping into the sacred space of storytelling and listening when i tell my story and listen to yours i embrace the beautiful reality that we are story welcome to the conversation i'd like to begin by quoting the great george howard when he said a life becomes meaningful when one sees himself as an actor within the context of story you see Life indeed is a story that's unfolding, and each day it's adding sentences to the chapters of our lives. And because all of life is story, our stories, they're waiting to be told. Before we can begin to unpack the implications of what this means, we need to breathe in and live within the reality of our story. Our lives, they're stories, and they're being written, unfolding, and they're being told. I'd like for us to pause for just a moment and absorb, let's absorb the depth of our lives and the fact that they are story. So let's sit and mentally and even verbally repeat this to yourself. My life is story. When we fully embrace and live in the reality of our story, it influences and even shapes every single aspect of our lives, our work, our careers, our creative calling, our craft. When we realize that everything in life is part of our story, our lives begin to become and feel that much more meaningful. Now I'm looking forward to merging the gap between story, the creative process, and life, but today I'd like to talk a little on why story matters. Uh, Brian Faulkner said that life is like a book. There are good chapters and there are bad chapters. But when you get to a bad chapter, you don't stop reading the book. If you do, then you never get to find out what happens next. And this is so powerful and fitting and even true. So if we metaphorically look at our lives as a book uh, that's telling a story, then we must ask, what makes for a good story? You see, there's certain ingredients that are necessary for story to exist, uh, so I want to briefly talk about them. Uh, The first one is settings. Story happens within the context of settings. You see, it's settings that can be viewed as the pages of our books, of the story of our lives. Think about all the different settings in your life that have contributed, either positively or negatively, to your story. The hospital room or home you were born in, your childhood bedroom, the park that you learned how to ride a bike, the place where they did that to you, your kindergarten classroom, your high school auditorium where you mustered up the courage to do that thing, the first soccer team you played on, the place you received the news that broke your heart, and the place where you began to heal from that broken heart. You see, churches and homes and schools, parks, galleries, cities, states, even dark places, they all play a role in the settings of our story. You see, life is about settings and stories take shape within the context of them. And because of this, we should never rush through the settings in our lives. I mean, settings are so powerful. You drive by your childhood home and you can automatically be taken back to all the memories. You walk into your high school and the smells and sounds, they take you back to those days. Think about your settings. Where you're physically at right now, think about this. It could very well be a setting that you'll look back at and remember the power of your story. And this is because story, it happens within the context of settings. Don't rush to those settings because they're important and they matter in your story. Story Then there are all the characters that make an appearance in your life. Think about your parents and siblings and aunts and uncles, teachers, basketball coaches, neighborhood friends, pastors, mentors, high school sweethearts. I mean, we have so many characters that play a role in our lives. Who are the important characters in your story? Who are the characters that have added to your story for better or worse? You see, there are characters who perhaps played a role in your story for a short season, but whose impact was for a lifetime. The characters who did this to me or the characters who did that to me, the one who believed in me or the one who created insecurities that I still haven't overcome. (music) Stories also have plots. Every story has a plot. And plots seem to ebb and flow as we go. They're not stagnant. And plots, they thicken when we think that something should go a certain way, but it actually goes the other way. What are the plot shifts that have shaped your story? The unexpected and changes in relationships you couldn't have imagined. The loss of a loved one, a divorce, the ever-going involvement of a friendship. It could have been just a 30-second interaction, but it changed the plot of your story. So how have plots shaped and shifted and even thickened the power of your story? I mean for many of us we have years and years worth of thickening plots. We've done things, we've experienced things and we've gone through things that we never would have imagined. And this is all part of our story. So can you think of those plots? Can you can you think of those shifting plots in your life? What were they? When were they? Usually, it's plot shifts that cause us to grow and develop and evolve and become stronger and more potent. Plots, they become like trajectories that they change the course of our lives. But our unfortunate tendency, however, is to view our story by the here and by the now. And I get it, there is value to living in the present moment, but we typically live by what we can see and feel and think at this very moment. But we have to understand that our story, it's so much more loaded than what's happening right now. One of my favorite poets and philosophers, George Santayana, said, those who don't study the past, they're destined to repeat it. We can't, nor should we think of our story as only what is happening right now. What is happening right now is because of something that happened back then. And many of our best moments, they emerge out of our worst moments. I believe we've all lived through this. Much of our endeavors today, they've resulted because the thing back then, it didn't work out. And that's because all of life is story. And in order to understand where we're at, we really have to remember where we've been. To be clear, I don't use story as a metaphor to life. Nor do I use life as a metaphor to story. I'm using it literal. And there's a neurobiological way of understanding this word that we call story. You see, we have billions of neurons in our brains, and each of those neurons, they're connected to thousands of other neurons. And there are only two ways those neural connections develop. It's genes and through life experiences. So when I speak about your story, I'm talking about your life experiences. So when we say story... What we're really talking about is the particular ways that the neurons in our brains are wired and connected together. You see, with the exception of our genes, that those were passed on to us. Our brains are a function entirely. They function entirely out of the experiences we've had. Think about how profound that is. That's why changing our stories, it can't happen with us engaging the neurons that have wired together as a result of the experiences that we've had. In essence... stories and this is why it's necessary to engage the experiences that we've had in life your settings your themes your characters your plots all of that matters in order to fully know our story and to be able to create a new story if this is what we're looking to do we're gonna have to engage these aspects of our story truth is we may not consciously feel like we can engage our life experiences But on a subconscious level, it's all still there and everything that has happened to us, in many ways, it shows up in how we walk and talk and behave with ourselves and others. It's all a result of where we've been and what we've experienced. And when we don't look at our story in full, we tend to suppress memories in attempts to forget them. that's just the thing, our brains, they can't forget those experiences. It'll progressively leak throughout our lives if if we try to suppress them, because everything gets stored in the brain. Recently, I talked on self-limiting beliefs and the role that they play in our actions, or better said, our our inactions. Our self-limiting beliefs are that voice that constantly tells us we can't. It's a result of the experiences that have shaped us in our past. It's our neurons that have created pathways informing us on something even before it happens. Our stories, our whole stories, they matter. So what are some of the objections that keep us from engaging our stories and allowing them to serve as raw material for the work that we create and even our lives? One of the main reasons we don't engage our stories is because we don't want to remember. And in many ways, we just don't want to relive the past. I want to address that by quoting William Faulkner when he said, The past isn't dead. It isn't even past. Now let me tell you that there's neuroscience that confirms the truthfulness of those words. And I get it, this is going to be an oversimplification of the brain process, but whenever you have an experience in the present, the very first thing our brain does is filter it through all of our experiences in the past. The truth is, no one really truly experiences reality for what it is, but perceives it through what has been, through the lens of what we've experienced in our past. And this, it isn't inherently a bad thing when we realize that this is indeed what we're doing. In fact, it's helpful when we do this to make sense of how we're being in the present. Looking backwards can serve its purpose as we move forward. So I'll put it this way. Have you ever been reading a book and you put it down for a minute and then once you pick it up, you kind of forget what's happened? So what we do is we skim through the previous chapters, not necessarily to read them entirely, but to just go over them and gather context that so it could better help us understand the place where we find ourselves currently in our story. This is also true uh, when shows begin a new season. What the director does is he'll give you just a few highlights of the previous episodes and the previous seasons to contextualize where we're at right now. It reminds us of what has happened in order to understand how the story is developing. So this is the case with our life and with our story. All things that we are today are a result of where we've been. It's your settings, the characters, the themes, and the plots. And when we clearly understand this, we're able to not only live from this place, but also create from it. And this is because we have neurons that are connected together. As Dr. Joe Dispenza says, neurons that are wired together, they fire together. So the act of engaging our story, the act of engaging your story of the past, it actually promotes healing in the brain. It heals us. The fact that we can confidently and clearly engage the story of our lives, it allows us to live fully in this present moment. The key to healing, it's all about making connections. And when we're able to connect the elements of our story, we're able to connect more fully with ourselves and in essence, more fully with others. And this is how it happens. Our brain it has a left side and it has a right side. And it's believed that our left side is associated with what we think, while our right side of the brain, it's connected with what we feel. And let's think about when we use a word like, I feel broken. When we're broken, it really means that the connection between our thinking brain and our feeling brain has been fragmented. And this is when we don't want to think about something because just the thought of it, it makes us feel how we felt back then when it happened to us. This could also come like from more of a positive side. We, we like to think about good memories because it helps us feel how we felt back then. So it has its purposes But when there's a disconnection, we don't realize that what we're feeling is due to what we felt back then and what happened to us. And this is we're telling our stories to one another. This is when it truly becomes therapeutic and even healing. As we share our stories, our brain is doing the work of remembering what happened and making connections to how we felt And this is why most people, when they talk about their story, when they share it, and and they get to those moving moments, they tear up and begin to cry. Because their right brain is remembering exactly how they felt, and this is a good thing. It leads to what neuroscientists call integration, and what the Bible refers to as shalom, which is a peace that surpasses all understanding. This is healing, and this is the power of story. And this is why I say that story, it matters. And this is my hope, my hope with this podcast is that I'll progressively merge the gap between our stories and the work that we do, as well as the lives that we live. I hope to merge the gap between story, the creative process, and our lives. Telling your story through words and work, telling your stories through the things that you do, your craft, it matters because it continues to create connections throughout our brains and ultimately it makes connections throughout our lives. As artisans, creatives, innovators, makers, and influencers, we all have a platform, and our stories should constantly be at the forefront informing our work for better or worse. So today, I want you to take some time to engage certain aspects of your story, the good, the bad, and yeah, even the ugly. In doing so, not only will you be making connections within yourself, You will also inspire others to connect with you and ultimately with themselves. That's the power of story. And so my hope is that as we progress through our lives, that we would engage our stories with the work that we do, with the things that we create, with everything that we make because our stories really matter and our stories are that powerful. Remember when we do this, we're offering healing not only to ourselves, but to those who listen to it. Robert McKee said that stories are the creative conversion of life itself into a more powerful, clearer, more meaningful experience. They are the currency of human contact. All of story happens in the context of human contact. May we all engage the power, the beauty, the mystery of our stories. Alright friends, let's live today a story we'd want to tell tomorrow. to thank you for listening in to this podcast and i'd encourage you that if this is something you vibe with uh, please go ahead and subscribe and while you're at it leave a review i know apple appreciates this but more than that i would greatly appreciate to hear some feedback on what you're listening to